Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Amen. David writes and says, Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock in salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against a man? Ye shall be slain, all of you, as a bowling wall shall ye, a bowing wall shall ye be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouths, but they curse inwardly. Selah, and that Selah means think about what I just said. You know some people like that. They bless with their mouths. They'll be your friend. They'll say all the right things, but as soon as you walk off. And David said, think about that. Then after he paused, he gave reflection and said, My soul waiteth, or wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Well, first he said, I shall not greatly be moved. But then after he thought about it, he said, wait a minute. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I ain't even going to budge. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Surely men of low degree are vanity. And men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance. They are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression and become not vain in robbery if riches increase. Set not your heart upon them. God hath spoken once. Everybody say, God hath spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. I want to read verse number 11 again. God hath spoken once or twice have I heard this, that power belongeth to God. God hath spoken once twice have I heard this, that power belongeth to God. I want to preach to you this morning with your help. How many is going to help me preach this morning? I feel the Holy Ghost wants to do something in somebody's life today. I want to speak to you on this thought, the echo of God. The echo of God. And would you just pray with me for a moment? Jesus, we thank you 
Lord, for your presence that is absolutely real in this place this morning. And I pray, Lord, that you would touch me to speak your word. I pray that you would anoint us to receive your word. Lord, let it bring power and strength and change into every heart, into every life. Lord, I pray you would lift up those that are downhearted, strengthen those who feel weakened, mend those who are broken, heal those that are sick, oh God, uh, and bring encouragement to those who are discouraged. And we believe that we will leave here different than the way that we've come in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Amen. And would you just clap your hands to the Lord before you're seated this morning? God, amen. You can be seated. Look at your neighbor and say, the echo of God. Amen. Today, I, I am using this particular psalm to establish a, a scriptural premise, amen, that will establish a biblical fact, rather, two biblical facts. One, God speaks. Say that with me. God speaks. Look at your neighbor and say, God speaks. Number one, God is a speaking God. And number two, if God speaks and he does, then his voice echoes. And so this morning, I want to, through the word of God, establish that he is not only a speaking God, but he is an echoing God. So let me begin by declaring again this morning that my God is a speaking God. He's not an idol of wood or stone or brass or gold or silver, but he is a living God, a moving God, a speaking God, a real God. His ear is not deafened, his arms are not shortened, and his mouth is not mute, but he is a God that speaks, and he speaks even now. Somebody shout, he's a speaking God. The book of Genesis will open this holy Bible by declaring the fact that God is a speaking God. And the Bible says in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God, amen. The Bible does not clear to uh, try to clarify or, or try to prove the existence of God. It simply affirms the fact in the very first few words, in the beginning, God, amen. And to read or to comprehend anything of eternal value past those first three words, amen, you must believe that God is not only real, but he will hear your cry and respond to your plight even this morning, amen. Genesis shows us that he is a speaking God. Somebody shout, he's a speaking God. Amen. And when he speaks, things will happen. That's what the Bible tells me about this God. That when my God speaks, things will happen. Because he's a speaking God. And in the Bible said in Genesis 1 that, that God created the heavens and the earth by his spoken word. 
He looked at an earth that was without form and void, floating in the vast nothingness and emptiness of space. And he looked upon this spinning, floating, formless, void rock. And he placed it there by his own divine will. And he opened his mouth and he began to say, let there be light. And the first thing he spoke was light because he is a speaking God and he is a God of light. If you're in darkness this morning, I want you to know there is still a speaking God. Amen. And he will speak light into your dark world. Amen. He spoke and he created uh, the world. And I, I don't, uh, I'm not going to try to endeavor uh, to prove that to you uh, either scientifically or uh, astronomically. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you that we got to take the word of God and say that he is a real and he is a speaking God. And when he speaks, things happen. Amen. God began to speak and he created light. Amen. He separated the land from the waters. Amen. He told the sun to be where it is and he told the moon to be the lesser light in the evening. He created the fowls of the air and the fish of the sea, the Bible said every living and creeping thing he created with the power of his voice when he began to speak. Everybody say he is a speaking God. I've, I've got to get that in your spirit this morning. It's so powerful for you to begin to realize again, if not for the first time, be renewed in this revelation that our God is a God of declaration. He is a God of speech. He is a God that when he speaks, things begin to happen. The Bible does not only declare that he is a speaking God, but the Bible also declares that his word is the same as himself. He is his word. His word is him. You cannot separate God from his word, for he said they are one and the same. When the apostle John began his letter, he opened it by saying in John chapter 1 and verses 1 through 5, In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him uh, was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And it shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 14. And the word. Everybody say the word. That word is capitalized because that word is defined as God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth because he is a speaking God and he is his word and his word is him in the beginning was the word because he is a God of speaking he's a God of declaration because he's a God that will speak and things happen when God speaks things began to happen you say man you're getting pretty excited about that well you would too if you understood how powerful God's word is in the beginning was the word everybody shout the word I'm gonna shout it again the word the word was with God and the word was God verse 14 the word was made flesh now 
you must understand, as many of you do, that the Bible was not written in English. It was composed in the New Testament of Greek, and the word Greek, uh, for the word for word in the Greek in the New Testament is referring to Christ. As many of you know, that word is logos. Everybody say logos. That is, now you can speak some Greek, amen, and it means, amen, it means word, it means word, but, but, but this word is, is, was defined over 2,000 years ago in its original sense by the great philosopher Socrates, and Socrates said that that word there, logos, meant thought, and, and so John 1.1 would read, in the beginning was the thought and the thought was with God, and the thought was God. Verse 14, and the thought was made flesh. That's the definition of it. Amen. Just bear with me. We're going to go to school for a few minutes here. But, but Socrates had a, a student, and his student's name was, you may have heard it before, his name was Plato. And Plato differed from his mentor, and he said, no, no, it, it doesn't just mean thought. But it means thought of thoughts. And so when you literally begin to read John 1, John 1 begins to read according to Plato, in the beginning was the thought of thoughts, and the thought of thoughts was with God, and the thought of thoughts was God, verse 14, and the thought of thoughts was made flesh. Now, I love that. It's powerful. Amen. But it doesn't stop there because Aristotle, who was a student of Plato, came along and he said, I, 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 I want to go a little bit deeper because this word has to mean more than thought. And so Aristotle gives it ownership and Aristotle defined it and left it as to what the Greek definition is today by saying that the word logos meant the thinker of the thought of thoughts. And so when you read John 1, it literally reads this way in its most clarified translation. In the beginning was the thinker of the thought of thoughts. And the thinker of the thought of thoughts was with God. And the thinker of the thought of thoughts was God. And the thinker of the thought of thoughts was made flesh. Matthew 24, 35, Mark 13, 31, Luke 21, 33, all say the exact same thing about the thinker of the thought of thoughts. When Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass pass away. Why? Because God can't pass away and his word can't pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away but the thinker of the thought of thoughts shall not pass away. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you are saying to me this morning, but pastor, I can't hear God. I don't hear, I'm in a place in my life where I can't hear the voice of God. I long to know the voice of God. Well, I've come to encourage you with two points. Number one, when you read his word, you're hearing from him. It changes not. It, forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. But number two, 
as powerful as his word is when he speaks. Understanding what I just told you that the New Testament writers wrote of him using the word logos that said he is the thinker of the thought of thoughts. Let me encourage you. You don't even have to hear the voice of God. If I can just get God thinking about me, if God just meditates upon me, if God just thinks about me, things can change in my situation. And I know what you're saying right now because this is an intelligence audience and you're saying, well, how do I, can God think? Absolutely God can think. Amen. Well, what does God think about, Pastor? Well, I'll tell you what he said to Jeremiah in chapter 29 in verse number 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. In other words, when God is thinking about me, he's thinking thoughts of peace. He's thinking thoughts that are not of evil and to give you an expected end. I want to encourage somebody this morning, amen, that God is still a speaking God. And if he's a speaking God, he's a thinking God because you cannot speak without thought. And God is thinking about you and he's thinking about your situation. And brother and sister, you better hear me. If God is thinking about you, get ready. He's fixing to open up his mouth and he's about to speak something to your life and into your situation. And when God speaks, things begin to change. Look at somebody and say, things begin to change. Look at somebody and tell them, God's thinking about me. Tell somebody else, God's thinking about you. You better get ready for a miracle and a breakthrough in your life because God's thinking about you. You better just start believing for a miracle of healing because God is thinking about you. You may not have heard the word yet, but I'm standing on the word that he said, I know the thought that I think towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, and to give you an expected end. I know there is a divine pause in your life right now. I know it may feel like God has went silent on you, but he hasn't. His eyes are still upon you. His mind is still upon you, and he's about to speak a situation into your life. He's about to speak speak salvation into your home. He's about to speak a breakthrough into your marriage. He's about to speak blessing into your life. Now tell somebody, I believe what he said. God's thinking. God is thinking. Whatever God thinks is. He won't think a thought and not come to pass through his word. God's not ADD. God's not ADHD. He doesn't get distracted like that. He thinks a thought towards you, and he's going to reveal it through his word to you. And when he speaks that word, things are going to change. Because whatever he says is going to happen, it is going to happen. 
It may not happen when you want it. It may not happen when I want it. But I can tell you, and there are those of us that are living proof, that when God speaks in a situation, everything begins to shift and change. Even when the doctors say there's no hope, but God speaks, all of a sudden it turns around. When, when the finances look bleak and the banker says there's no more money, God begins to speak and he makes a way where there seemeth to be no way. When the tomb is sealed on a four-day dead body of his friend Lazarus, and Jesus speaks, Lazarus, come forth. Amen. Even the dead have to come back to life because when God begins to speak, things begin to happen. And it will change everything. I said it will change everything. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man. If he said it, will he not perform it? God said, my word shall not return unto me void. In other words, what he said was, is when I speak a thing, it will happen because it will not come back to me unless it is accomplished everything that I have sent it forth to do. Because God's not a man that he should lie. When he looks at a storm, he can say, peace be still. Even in the midst of a raging typhoon, he can calm the waters still as glass. Even when the lepers are ate up with leprosy, he can speak healing. And all of a sudden, their skin becomes as smooth as a baby. He can speak to blinded eyes. And all of a sudden, they become open. Because my God has power when he opens his mouth and speaks. Because he is not a man that he should lie oh, somebody say man that means whatever God says to be is no matter how ridiculous it may seem no matter how out of line it may seem no matter how to how late or how off it may seem when God speaks it it's going to happen because he cannot lie it is not within his purview it is not within God's ability to be able to lie amen if he says it's going to happen listen to me it's going to happen he told Abraham and Sarah you're going to have a son and they laughed and said we're in our 80s it's not even possible but when God says a thing it will come to pass trying to encourage some of you this morning that you've been holding on to a word from God for 10 years or 15 years or 35 years and you haven't seen it come to pass yet. It's not because God has lost any power. It's not because God has become weakened or forgotten about you. Amen. His word is still going forth and it will come to pass. Somebody say it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass because God cannot lie. And I've used this illustration before, but I want to remind you again that God cannot lie. When he says something, it will happen. Amen. Now, what color suit am I wearing? Say it really loud. What color suit am I wearing? It's a blue suit. But if God looked at me and said, you are wearing a 
purple suit. Amen. God is not lying if he says I'm wearing a purple suit. No. If God said I'm wearing a purple suit, folks, this suit would turn purple as soon as he said it because the power of his word will not let things stay the same way that they are. So I know you may have sickness in your body, but if God said healing, you may not have it right now, but it's coming. You may have conflict in your life, but if God spoke peace... I know all hell is raging right now, but if God said peace, you can bank on it. It's going to come to pass. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it won't happen. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Would you shout it one more time? He's a speaking God. Now if he's a speaking God, we must find in the word of God where his echo is. And to do that, I want to go to the book of Luke, chapter number 4, and beginning at verse number 28. And it says, And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. Amen. Now, let me set up the story here. Jesus was preaching, and when he got done preaching, they were filled with wrath. That word means uh, actions of hatred. Amen. Jesus' first sermon, he did not get a pat on the back and say, good job. They wanted to kill him. Verse 29, and rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill whereon their city was built that they may, uh, might cast him down headlong. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. And it came down to Capernaum a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. His word was with power. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who art uh, who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace. This is an old English translation of shut your mouth and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. Verse 36, and they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, what word is this? What word is this? For with authority and power, he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out. I love verse 37, and the fame of him, everybody shout the fame and the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. I want you to pay close attention to verse 37 because it said, and the fame of him. Everybody shout it again. The fame of him. You're going to love this because I came across this and it blew my mind. The word fame in this particular scripture in verse 37 is the Greek word ekos where we get our English word Echo. The word fame 
we think just means celebrity status, but the Greek word used was echos or echo. And the Bible said, and the echo of him went out into every place of the country round about. In other words, when Jesus started doing the work of the kingdom, the Bible said the echo of God went out to every place in the country round about. Now, I've got to show you this before I go any further. There are two main definitions of the word echo, and I'm going to read them both, and I'm going to scripturally prove them because Merriam-Webster says echo is defined as, number one, the repetition of a sound caused by reflection of sound waves. Now, y'all probably already knew that, didn't you? Now, I had to go look that up. I, I kind of knew what a, an echo was, but I didn't know it to that detail. And then it said the second definition, um, it's kind of a, a, an amended definition, says the sound due to such reflection. So the echo, number one, is a reflection. Somebody say a reflection. Now I'm going to prove this in the word because Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. This source of light is not the main source of light, it is likened unto the sun and the moon. God is the sun. We are the light of the world likened unto the moon. The moon does not project its own light. The moon only reflects the light of the sun. And Jesus said, you are a reflection of me upon the earth. Not of your own source, but of my light. It is a physical demonstration of an audible Echo because that light shines from the sun, it's reflected from the moon, and it casts light upon the earth. And Jesus said, Ye are the light of the world because I'm going to let my light shine in you, and you're going to reflect not of your own power, not of your ability, not of your intellect, but you're going to reflect light into this world because you are reflecting me in the same way God is going to echo in this earth earth, not from my voice, but he's going to resound through me. <laughs> they said, Jesus, tell your disciples to shut up. Tell all these people to shut up and quit worshiping. Hey Amen. Every time you find worship in the Bible, it's always boisterous, loud, and has a lot of movement. I'm going to say this, and I know I don't care if it hair lips every religion in the world. You cannot worship God in silence. It is biblically impossible. Well, Pastor, I was worshiping. I was just close my. I was just meditating. Well, you were meditating, but you weren't worshiping. Because there's seven Hebrew words that mean worship in the Bible, and it's all movement and noise. Jesus said, if I tell these people to be quiet, the very rocks are going to cry out. Well, you know as well as I do, rocks don't have a voice and rocks don't have a mouth. In other words, what Jesus said was, if I tell them to be quiet, there's coming an echo that's going to reflect off of them rocks and it's going to shout the praises and the glory of God into the earth. I'm telling you, there is an echo from God that wants to speak into your life a sound that is liberating, a 
sound of a breakthrough, a sound of salvation, a sound that can... Hey, if you don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. There's going to be somebody that's going to bounce off the glory and the majesty and the wonder of your God. Yeah. Now let me give you the second second definition, and I'm, I'm starting to come to a close. Amen. I'm going somewhere with this. The second definition of this, half of this definition is this. Number, three, number two, a repetition or imitation of another. One who closely imitates or repeats another's words, ideas, or acts. Now, now let, me, let me show you this. We, you are the light of the world. That was an example of the reflection of the light. It is a visual because you can't see an echo, but this is a visual representation as a light source being reflected. Amen. Now let me give you another instance now of where sound is reflected in the echo of God. I feel the Holy Ghost about to do something in somebody's life. Because in Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse number 1, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, amen, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a, Suddenly there came a, suddenly there came a, come on, suddenly there came a, from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I want you to hear me. This is the only other occurrence of the word echo in the Bible and the word sound is the Greek word echo and suddenly there came an echo from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. The sound that came was an echo from God. It was an my God, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. When you got baptized with the Holy Ghost, when you spoke with tongues, amen, that was not mental ascent, amen, but Dr. Luke wrote in Acts 2 and said that it was an echo that came from heaven. There was a sound from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, go into Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Are we endued with our own power? Did we receive our own strength? No. We received the power of God. To as many believed on him, gave he the power to be the sons of God. It wasn't our power. It's his power. It's the echo of God that comes into your life. When you spoke in tongues, it wasn't an earthly language. It wasn't something you knew how to speak but it was an echo that came from God it was a sound that came from heaven I'm preaching to you this morning about the echo of God. You see, God is moving right now. 
And if you want God to move in your life, you got to be willing for him to echo in you and through you and out of you. Because an echo is one who closely imitates or repeats another's words and ideas. Amen. I want to echo God in my life. I want the echo of God in my life this morning. I want the baptism of the Holy Ghost in my life today. I don't want to go another minute without it. I don't want to live one day with it absent from my life. I'm preaching to you this morning about the echo of God. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you can echo God in this place right now. Why don't you lift your voice and just begin to let God echo in this place. Hallelujah. Musicians come. Why don't you lift your voice and just begin to echo God in this place right now. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. I want you to know there's an echo that's coming from heaven right now. There's an echo that's moving into this house right now. Do you need healing? He's speaking it in heaven. It's going to echo in the earth. Amen. Jesus said, Whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. I want you to know when you were filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, and evidenced by speaking in tongues as the book of Acts declared, I want you to know it wasn't a Pentecostal thing that happened. Let me say it again. It wasn't a Pentecostal thing that happened. It was a supernatural thing that happened, and it came from heaven. The Bible said the sound came from heaven. The sound came from heaven. The sound came from heaven. That word sound, the echo came from heaven. The echo came from heaven. That means an echo's got to originate somewhere. And that echo came from God. Because when God spoke it. Now the Bible says there was the sound of a rushing mighty wind. Now the word wind there in the Greek means breath. Or the power of respiration. Have you ever heard somebody breathe so loud it echoed? Try making your wife mad. Make your, make your child mad. Make your husband mad. And it, sometimes it's loud enough to echo. The Bible said there came a sound. Somebody shout an echo. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting, cloven tongues like a fire set upon each other. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost began to speak with that tongue. As the Spirit gave them the uh, In other words, they could not speak with that tongue unless it had originated in heaven. Now I want to say this. If God can echo from heaven to the earth, I want you to know you can echo from the earth to heaven. Let, let, me, let me say that again. If God can echo from, see an echo's got to work both ways. If God can speak and it echo into the earth, then that means we can speak, sing, and shout. And it will echo into heaven. 
me prove it to you. Psalms chapter 61. David said, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me from his holy mountain. You don't get an echo in a field. You get an echo in the mountain. David said, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me from his holy hill or from his holy mountain and the mountain being Horeb, the mountain of God. David said, I cried so loud that my voice began to echo throughout the mountain of God and then he heard, I want you to know this morning, you can cry out to the Lord and he will hear you. Stand with me, stand with me. Going in this place. His spirit is echoing in this place. David said, David said, and I heard God speak it once. And I heard it twice. Power belongeth unto God. Oh, I feel something in this place right now. You know what that means? David said, I heard the echo. And when David said, and I heard it twice, if you look it up in the Hebrew, it does not mean just two the definition means two to twenty thousand David said God spoke it once and I heard it twenty thousand times power belongeth unto God See, you're listening to the wrong echo right now. You're listening to the echo of a bad economy. You're listening to the echo of a bad relationship. You're listening to the echo of a bad job and bad finances and all kinds of bad things happening in your life. You constantly got the echo coming through social media. You got it coming through the news media. You've got it coming from everywhere. But I'm telling you, amen, the Bible said to he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. God doesn't have to say it twice he only needs to say it once and if he says it once sister Elba I'll hear it 20,000 times power belongeth to God power belongeth to God power belongeth to God you ought to lift your hands right now and echo it power belongeth to God power healing belongs to God Deliverance belongeth to God. Salvation, but it's the echo of God. David said, I heard it once, heard him speak it once, but I heard it 20,000 times. Power belongs. I know God's spoken it already, but I've come to echo. God's going to work a miracle in your life. There's going to be a breakthrough in your life. There's going to be healing in your body. There's going to be revival in your family. There's going to be salvation in your home. Why? Because because it's the echo of God. Come on, lift that voice to heaven right now. Come on, lift that voice that you gotta cry out with a desperation. You gotta cry. David said, I cried and he heard me from his holy mountain, even the mountain Horeb. Amen. He heard me from that place. That echo bounced from one valley to the next. It bounced from one canyon to the next. But God heard me. Hallelujah. Power belongeth to God. Power belongeth to God. Power doesn't belong to Sacramento. 
power doesn't belong to Washington, D.C. Power doesn't belong to the U.N. Power doesn't belong to man, but power belongeth unto God. Oh, he spoke it once, but I heard it 20,000 times. Power belongeth to God. Hallelujah. If you need a miracle in your life, amen, if you need a healing in your body, if you need a breakthrough, if you need salvation, if you need comfort, you ought to come down and say, power belongeth to God. He spoke it once, but I heard it 20,000 times. Power belongeth unto God. There's healing in this place. There's salvation. I'm telling you, God's echoing in this place right now. I hear a sound coming from heaven. I hear an echo coming from heaven right now. I hear an echo coming from heaven right now. His word's not going to return unto him void. His word is not going to return to him void. It's going to accomplish its task. It's going to accomplish its mission because power belongs to God. He's echoing in this place right now. He's echoing in this place right now. Go ahead. He's echoing healing in this place. Has he not already declared healing in your life? He's echoing peace into your situation. Has he not already spoken it? He's echoing forgiveness of sin. Had he not already spoken it? There's an echo from heaven right now. There's an echo from heaven right now. There's an echo from heaven right now. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.